Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Studio on iHeartRadio. My name's Jordan Runtog, but enough about me. My guest today has won 17 Grammys and sold over 100 million records by my count, both as a solo artist and as a member of the police. For over 40 years now, his work has been a bridge between music of all different cultures. So it's fitting that his latest record is called The Bridge. Like so many artists over the last two years, he began working on this album as a kind of self-therapy while in lockdown. Before long, a loose theme began to emerge. The songs are populated by characters in a state of transition, an unsettling place between life and death, health and sickness, between relationships, between worlds, all looking for the bridge to a future that's safer and happier. Though the forward-thinking musician has long been a champion of environmental and humanitarian causes, this desire for a brighter future certainly feels more acute in 2022. But the serious subject matter is bolstered by some of the strongest melodies he's crafted in years. The lead single, If It's Love, opens with a whistle. A first in his extensive back catalog, as near as I can tell. It's a welcome note of whimsical optimism amid a deeply thought-provoking record. Both intimate and immediate, the bridge stands proud alongside his formidable list of classics. I'm so happy to welcome to the show, Sting. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Your new album, The Bridge, is fantastic. It's it's a much-needed adventure for those of us stuck at home. I mean, it's so varied musically and emotionally. I can't begin to tell you how much I enjoyed it. Well, that's a very good start to an interview. Thank you. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm flattered. 
Um, the album, I mean, it came together during the pandemic. For someone who's been on tour and on the move, really, more or less, for, for so many years, did the opportunity to sit still, well, comparatively speaking, I guess, uh, impact you creatively? I mean, to be honest, making an album is usually uh, usually cloistered away for weeks on end in the same place. So it actually isn't that much of a novelty for, for recording artists to be stuck. <laughs> uh, it's very hard to make albums on the road. We tried, but failed. Um, so in a way, it was, it was a way to cope with lockdown. Um, even though I was out of my work cycle, you know, which is you know, recording... Uh, touring, thinking, recording, you know. Um, this was halfway through the, the, the touring cycle. So I just said, okay, this is uh, the universe saying you have to get back in the studio and do some work, otherwise you go completely nuts. <laughs> I wanted to ask you more about the title, The Bridge. It's a metaphor that, that crops up in one form or another throughout the album, and it's certainly a timely one given the unsettled, uncertain world that we all find ourselves in, unfortunately, these days. Can you tell me more about what The Bridge means to you? It's a, it's a useful metaphor, and as you, as you say, it, it does recur on, on the record in almost every song. I, I think... Um, all the characters I'm writing about are in some sort of transition um, between love affairs, between life and death, health and sickness, as, as we all are, of course, in, in this current um, climate of uh, crises, you know, the climate crisis, the pandemic, you know, the political crisis. All of us are looking towards uh, a route to a, a safer future. Um, we have different ideas about what that is, but we're all looking for it. It's a it's a metaphor. It's um, you know a bridge. Is, it's a it's a spiritual bridge, if you like, uh, whatever that means. It's a vague concept, but um, it's something we we search for. Right? It's not iron or steel. It's just it's just hopefully there. And you've said that this theme kind of revealed itself to you sort of late in the process when you're looking back at the, at the songs that that you've uh, that you've written so far. Is that a regular occurrence for you? Do you often finish a song and read it back and learn something about yourself, almost like a good dream reading or something? Well, once once I've finished, uh, you know, a, a fair number of the songs, I will lay them out and and look at them and see if there's any connecting tissue between them. And um, I'm often surprised that there is. And because it's the songs are created subconsciously, um, and this theme of the bridge came after looking at, at nine or so songs, and then I wrote the song called the bridge. So in, in a way, that was it was organic in that in that sense. It wasn't like I started off with an agenda at all. I was just allowing the music to tell me a story. And if you allow allow it to, if you if you allow that process to happen, uh, you know, miraculously it appears. And I don't quite understand how or why, but I've been lucky enough for it to happen on a number of occasions. I mean your songs are are so character driven and they say in in screenwriting that the characters tend to write themselves after a while. They sort of behave according to their own internal logic that you've given them and almost take it from there. Do you find that in the case in your songs that the characters almost wind up in the driver's seat by the end of the, of the writing session? I actually do. and It's driven by rhyme. I, I think wow. rhyme is a very interesting phenomena in music. Uh, and there's, a, there's a truth to rhyme. You know, when things rhyme, we tend to uh, accept them as being 
gospel. <laughs> you know? I mean, that may be a, a trick, but at the same time, there is a truth to rhyme. And if you follow a rhyme scheme, um, the mystery of, of a story opening out is, is becomes very apparent. You know, uh, I started one song called the, the Bells of St. Thomas, you know, with just one line. I woke up in some rich woman's bed, and then the rhyme just kept, you know, opening up possibilities for this character to explore. And uh, I had no idea what it was about when I was writing it. I'm still not sure, but you know, it's kind of evocative. I mean, what an opener. I woke up in Antwerp in some rich woman's bed. I was going to ask you, I mean, it, it, it... No, no, it's not biographical. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time in Antwerp. Um, it's an interesting city, sort of. Uh, it's in Belgium, but it's also very Dutch. And it's on the on the coast of the North Sea, and it just has a, has a, a mood about it that is kind of, what's the word? It's mysterious. It's a mysterious town. Oh, that's right. It was also where you know the the Flemish artists lived, which you know beca- became another strand in the story, uh, the work of um, Peter Rubens. I love how these historical figures crop up in in some of these songs. I mean, one of my favorite tracks on the record is the Book of Numbers, inspired by, to me, one of the most compelling historical figures, Robert Oppenheimer. Can you yeah. talk a little more about about the the, the story in that song because it, it's so powerful to me. Well, Oppenheimer has, has cropped up twice in my work, once in Russians um, many years ago, and this time he appears as a ghost, um, haunting, I, I suspect, the, a bar near Los Alamos, out in the desert. And he's, the ghost is haunted by the, the idea that he needs to repent for what, what he's invented. You know, there's a, a wonderful um, YouTube footage of Oppenheimer talking... Um, with an incredible regret and compassion, um, re- quoting the Bhagavad Gita, you know, I, see, I'm become deaf. And um, he could not reconcile what he'd invented with his humanity. And uh, that, that tragedy is kind of stays with, stays with me. Oh, it's an incredible clip for anyone listening who hasn't seen it. I recommend watching it. It is uh, trying to read the emotions on his face as he, as you said, tries to rationalize inventing, mm. you know, unleashing inadvertently the atomic bomb on the world and what it, its real world repercussions. It's um, it's a study in character and a study in emotion. It's pretty extraordinary. I mean, I called it the book of numbers because, you know, it's one of the first, Books of the Bible, and it's it it concerns the the wandering in the desert, and the census where they they counted the tribe where they counted everything, which I I, I thought to be the a metaphor for the beginning of math, you know, and the beginning of math leads to leads to science, and science eventually leads to the ability to destroy ourselves. So, uh, it's it's a it's an interesting conundrum being a human being. <laughs> Absolutely. I guess on, on the on the flip side of the desert, uh, water is a recurring theme on this record as well. I mean, having grown up, I think quite literally in the shadow of a shipyard, I imagine that must be a, a really primal touchstone for you. Yeah, I was born right next to the river and, and the shipyard and quite close to the North Sea. And um, I'm very, very attracted to water. I'm also very afraid of water. Um, I think it's a fearsome uh, element. Traditionally, it, it um, symbolizes the feminine, 
um, symbolizes the subconscious, and, and both of those things I'm deeply interested in. And um, as you say, water crops up again and again in this in on this album as sacrament, as a cleansing agent, as uh, muse. <laughs> yeah, water is a powerful symbol for me. It's a lot of, I mean, hearing you say that water is related to, to the feminine, there's a lot of feminine energy, I feel like, on this, this album as well. I mean, you know, from the, the, the broken promise of Captain Bateman to, you know, reference, uh, referencing God's daughter and rushing water, and it, as in addition to the many uh, water uh, references in general. It, it, it's interesting to me that you say that, because I thinking back now, I, can, I, I pick up on a lot of those references. Well, I'm glad you do. Uh, you know, I, I'm essentially agnostic. I, I don't belong to a faith. Agnostic meaning I I, I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I used the word spiritual before, but I, I think I've been only defined spirituality as curiosity. I'm curious about why we're here, about what, what this whole thing is. And that's my spirituality, not, uh, not any dogma. I'm just curious. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. I mean, out of 
all the songs and all the characters on this record, the one that seemed to me to have the most of you in it was seemed to be Harmony Road. Uh, is that a fair <laughs> assessment? Uh, I do come from the wrong side of the tracks. Um, <laughs> and you managed, might mean it like that. But. <laughs> well, managed to escape uh, my postal code or, or what, what was signified by that through music, through education. But um, I've never forgotten my uh, humble upbringing. And um, I think that story is a, you know, a powerful one. It's a powerful archetype for all of us that you can move out of your uh, predicament, if you like. So, yeah, Harmony Road is kind of biographical, although I never stole a car. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. <laughs> well, we'll put that out there, put that on record. I mean, a lot of, of, of touchstones to your upbringing. I mean, the hills at the border, too. I mean, those hills up by Scotland near Hadrian's Wall. I mean, that area must also have a strong connection for you. <laughs> Yeah, we, you know, we, I come from a border town uh, that, that changed hands between the English and the Scots over hundreds of years, and the Vikings, and, you know, it was a war zone, basically. After the Romans left, there was this war zone. And um, that natural border between England and Scotland was, was haunted by ghosts as well as bandits and, and clans who would, you know, rape and pillage a lot. So there's a lot of there were a lot of battles fought, and uh, I just wrote a, a ghost story about those hills. That they're, they're they're kind of mysterious, the Cheviots. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hang up on me for this question. Do, do you are you open to spirits? <laughs> do you believe in? I, I hesitate to call them ghosts, but do do you feel those presence and interact with them, or is that something that you more are open to but haven't really seen much of uh, firsthand experience of? Well, once again, I'm I'm agnostic. I don't know. Um, it's certainly a possibility that are that there are other realms than the ones we perceive. Mm. Um, you know, we have a limited range of perception visually, uh, and yeah, perhaps these realms exist. I just don't know. You know, I, I know when a, a note vibrates, you know, at a certain frequency, you get harmonics that keep going up and up and up, and we can only hear a certain level of them. But I'm, I'm assuming that they keep going up, so vibration keeps getting, you know, higher and higher. So I don't know. I really don't. That's a great, a very, very practical answer. I feel. I feel like there's a lot of makes a lot of practical sense that there are realms that that we can't perceive or experience. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to believe it. Um, I think it's a, it's a lovely idea. But again, I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm thinking in, in the last few years, I guess prior to the pandemic, you revisited your past work on, on my songs, the album and the tour and the, and the Vegas resident, residency and your audio-only memoir, Upon Reflection. Did revisiting those pieces from your past uh, set the stage in any way for the bridge? Was there a link between <laughs> contrasting the then and the now? Well, I don't think I do it as, as uh, obviously as that, but uh, I'm kind of intrigued when I when I do hear my music by accident. You know, if I'm in a <laughs> shop and they're playing a song of mine, it'll take me a while before I recognize it. And my wife will say, "That's uh, that's you on the on the sound system." So, oh yeah, and then I listen, and I, I'm always kind of surprised by decisions I might have made as a, a younger musician. You know, I thought, how did I know that? How did I know to go to that chord there? And um, that's interesting. So, yeah. But I don't often do it. Um, the My Songs forced me to do that. The, 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 uh, 
that concept of going going back and re-recording them with you know the knowledge that we now have um, musical knowledge, technical knowledge, whatever, just to, to try and make them not better but just different, and reflecting who I am right now. When when you do write, do you get more inspiration looking outward or looking inward? I I, I tend to want to write about characters than other than me at the moment. I, I think, you know, a singer songwriter can get very kind of naval intensive, you know. You <laughs> um so it's more interesting to put yourself in someone else's shoes. I think songs are great empathy machines. You know, you you look at the world through someone else's eyes and um and see it from that point of view. So in a way it's a useful psychological exercise. But of course then you also bring your own you know, your own biases in, your your own uh, subconscious comes into the process, so it can never be entirely without without a, a personal element. But um, that really is what I, you know, I listen to music, and I ask the music to tell me a story uh, that's generally about somebody else, not me. And this is sort of a corollary to that question, and it's going to betray the fact that I've never been able to successfully write a song in my life, what is it that compels you to write in the first place? Is, is it a desire to connect with other people, or is it something a little more introverted, like a desire to excavate uh, and expel certain feelings? <laughs> well, it is my bridge to people in general, you know, the music and singing, and I, I have a voice, so I have a vehicle to express it in, and, and that seems to be a fairly successful mode of expression. Um but I am fairly introvert, e- even though I'm a performer. You know, it, it, the act of performance, it cross, you cross a line and you become the opposite of what you are. <laughs> Most of the performers I know are, are this way too. They're not people who immediately want to be the center of attention in a room at all. They observe. And, and I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm quite shy. Are you superstitious at all when it comes to songwriting? Do you have certain rituals or do you feel that a certain time of the day is more inspiring or a room or an instrument? I can't, I can't ever avoid it, you know, as often as I can. It's, uh, it's not an easy process. Facing a blank page is uh, terrifying. And, you know, the whole process is fraught with anxiety. Will I, will I be able to write a song as good as the one I've just written? You know, you're happy for a few minutes and then you go, hmm, now what? What what do I have to say? Uh, what what will be useful? I like songs that have a um, a utility, you know, beyond just amusing myself. It's nice when they're used for campaigns, like you know, even as a joke. Uh, Don't stand so close to me was used <laughs> as part of the um, you know the the COVID uh, warning. You know, <laughs> just to keep your distance. You know. Uh, I I enjoyed that. You know, songs song can have a utility. Is it a, a daily practice for you writing in the way that some people jog or swim or do yoga? Is that something that you've incorporated into your, your daily life in one way or another? No, I say I avoid it. It's just a certain point of the year, I, I know I have to knuckle down and actually write. You know, I, I, I'm kind of open to inspiration. I think you have to put yourself in a state of... Uh, openness, a state of receptivity, 
uh, and ideas come to you, a line will come to you, a, a melody, and then you build from that. You know, it, <laughs> st- songs begin in a very modest way. It's like a, one little step, one baby step, and that leads to another, and then you end up with something sometimes fairly complex from that process. But uh, again, it's a mystery, Jordan. It, it's totally a mystery to me. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. As a, a fan of yours and a, and a passionate amateur bassist myself, speaking of superstition, I wanted to ask you about your mainstay, your, your workhorse, the, uh, your P-bass. It's one of the most iconic instruments this side of Paul McCartney's Hofner. What is it about that instrument that, that keeps you, you know, married to it? Um, it's, it's from 1956, so we're kind of almost the same age it's been pretty battered over the years a bit like me <laughs> and it's my it's it's my bruised little brother you know i it has a growl about it it has a spirit about it you know i'm leo fender actually must have wound the pickup himself and probably put it on wow. a lathe and made it so it has that sense of history but i think every note that's ever been played on it is somehow in you know embedded in the instrument itself, and uh, 
I love it. Mind you, I, I did a bass solo on this album, um, but I played it on a fretless bass, not not my normal favorite. I have a Fender fretless that was uh, a copy of Jacko's bass, which uh, I love. Oh wow! You you knew him, didn't he? You, I think I read somewhere that you hung out in in Miami and were, were friendly with him. What what was Jacko like to 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 be with one on one? Jacko came to see the police a couple of times and. Uh, we used to exchange phone calls uh, late at night. You know, he'd ring me up like four in the morning. I'd say, Jacko, it's four in the morning. He said, no, man, it's not. It's, it's only 10. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> but he was a, a, a lovely man and, a, you know, a genius. I mean, he completely recalibrated people's ideas of what a bass could do. And to this day, he has yet to be, you know, superseded. I mean, that... that Charlie Parker solos he did on the bass. Who would have thought of that? I mean, it's incredible. Oh, it's oh, amazing. Some of your other bass heroes. I mean, I, I saw the title for Harmony Road and I immediately thought of Harmony Road, Jack Bruce. Uh, who are some of your other uh, uh, bass uh, people that you looked up to that really kind of showed you the way when you were first starting out? Well, I think playing the bass and singing is is not a natural thing. You know, you're playing contrapuntal to the the rhythm of the song. It's not the same as strumming a guitar and singing. So you have to work it out. Basically, you, have, you know, it's like juggling. You you know, doing one thing with the left hand and one thing with both sides of the brain. So Jack Bruce obviously was a huge influence on me as a singer and a bass player. McCartney, uh, very much so, and Phil Linnett. From from Thin Lizzy, I, I admired uh, those guys who could you know sing the top line and also be in the engine room, um, which struck me as a very useful place to to be the band leader from because the rest of the band is working within your bandwidth literally you know you sing the top line and you're controlling the harmony underneath um, without being particularly flashy you just that's how you lead the band. The heartbeat, my my high school jazz band director used to always say. The heartbeat. Yeah, we were in the engine room. I love it. I mean, speaking of, of leading the band, I mean, getting back to the bridge, uh, I imagine it was all recorded remotely because of COVID, which I, I, I believe the technology to, to record remotely has been in place for years, so I assume it wasn't a technical problem. But how did you keep it intimate with, with the musicians when you, in some cases, were, were thousands of miles apart? Yeah, that that is the problem. Although we've recorded remotely many many times before, it's yeah, giving it a, a warmth and an intimacy, uh, which really is about you know have it, knowing the musicians already. I, I would find it very difficult to 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 work with somebody remotely who I'd never met. Um, but you know the musicians on this record. Dominic Miller, Manu Kache, uh, Bramford Marcellus, I've known for decades. And they know my work process, they know what I want, without me having to say very much at all. So um, it was kind of easy. But uh, yeah, I want to get back in a studio with musicians you know, in the same room. It's, it's much better that way. I mean, the bridge is such an intimate record, not strictly due just to the lyrics, but just sonically with the interplay between musicians and your voice. I feel like it's mixed so front and center. It seems so present that it makes it very personal. It feels almost confessional to me. 
that was a very deliberate policy to, 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 to bring the vocals right up so it's right inside your head. And, um, you know, I've made albums where the, the vocal was laid back and inside the, 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 the matrix of the band more. <laughs> but this I wanted to be to be up front. I wanted to, you right. to hear how I'm thinking. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I like that. It's kind of a French a French way of rec of recording and mixing. Or French French songs have that very upfront vocal. Oh, I guess they, I, I'm immediately thinking of like Jane Birkin and Serge Gainsbourg or something, where it's right on the mic when you can hear every every breath, every gasp, all the saliva. Yeah, <laughs> very very visceral. I mean, you, you you've said uh, that surprise is the essence of all art. And I wanted to ask you about that because that's so interesting to me. It's something that wouldn't have immediately struck me as the obvious definition of the essence of art. Can you talk a little bit more about that? You know, if, if someone sends me a, a tape of their songs, um, I'll give it a certain number of bars. And unless I'm surprised within those number of bars, I have to say, well, no, I don't have time. You have to surprise me within eight bars or 16 bars. If you haven't, then you're just, you know, treading water here. I want to be surprised. I want something I haven't heard before. So when I compose, you know, when I put an album out, I want to surprise people. Uh, you might have preconceptions about what I do, but I, I, I want to flat those. Uh, that's my job. It's the artist's job. I mean, you've done that so much over the course of your career it, it's it, you've been a bridge for so many different kinds of music from shaggy to julio iglesias to algerian folk singers and jazz i'm hard pressed to name a genre that you haven't explored is that to keep it keep the element of surprise in music for you or is that purely just the way you hear it in your head when you're when you're first coming up with these uh, these melodies no no i'm, I'm so say i'm driven by curiosity and um i, I don't you know I, I i live in my own ecology here and so I, I don't have to obey any rules. I just have to, you know, follow my curiosity. And if I hear something that I can incorporate into my world, then then I will. I won't, I won't have no fear about that. But uh, again, it's about creating surprise. The uh, speaking of surprises, the expanded version of the bridge features a cover of you know one of my all-time favorite songs, Otis Redding's "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay." You've had these great weekly videos on on, on social media where you sort of been talking about what that song has meant to you. Uh, did you learn anything new about that song by by sort of getting inside <laughs> it and singing it? You know, I would never have ever considered recording again, what I consider to be a masterpiece. Otis Redding's song is something that I really is of a high value to me. I bought the record as a kid, as a 15-year-old kid, and when it came out, and some, something about the song spoke to me. You know, I, I used to sit on the ferry landing down by the, by the river and, and feel exactly that, watching ships roll in and out, say, what's beyond the world, and I'm stuck here. So the song had a very personal meaning for me, uh, not least because Otis died a few weeks after that record uh, came out. Uh, it was recorded in a few weeks before he died anyway. Um, and then I was asked to do it by the Alzheimer's uh, Association who had a campaign about music being very therapeutic for people suffering from dementia, that they, re they remember music more readily than, or songs more readily than anything else. And would I record something that meant something to me? 
uh, strongly. So I, I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. But having done it, and I'd never actually played the song before, I realized that I was just playing major chords. There are no minor chords in that very, very sad, melancholic song. It's all major chords. Now, I, you know, as I stand as Steve Cropper, who was the the, the, the writer with with Otis, but uh, I tip my hat to them. They, they did something that's really great. There's only there's a there's a major seventh chord and a and a chorus, but apart from that, it's just major chords. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Wow, that's incredible yeah. to get something that, as you said, melancholic and sad out of, out of you know, traditionally those, you know, the sounds that we associate kind of with more with happiness. That's so interesting. I'd never made that connection. Wow. And, and that's, it's so incredible to me. I mean, as you said, that for the Alzheimer's Association, that music sort of makes the, the, the longest impact on the brain in a sense. And that's so incredible to think. I mean, what is it do you think about music that makes it such an effective conduit of emotion? Well, I, you know, it's, it's, it's not intellectual at all. It's actually, it's, it's, it's vibration and uh, resonance. And that's, that's in the cells of our body. So it doesn't surprise me that, you know, if, even if part of your brain is switched off, the, the the cells of your body are responding to to, to music and, and rhyme and melody, and uh, I hope I hope <laughs> I hope it, it, it will keep us in the world a little longer. And we're grateful for all the music that that you've given to us. I think that's a a beautiful note to end on. My my final question: uh, We live in a divided time. How do you build? A bridge between people that you may disagree with. I think it's very important that we do try and make that bridge. Uh, politicians t tend to want to make the divide greater so that they can occupy that space. Um, it's up to artists and musicians to fill that space. Um, so that's I take that very responsibly. I, I don't. Uh, I don't want to just play to, to or, or sing to the choir. You know, I want to I want to sing to everybody. Um, I think the message in the music is 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 a is a positive, a cohesive one. Society needs to cohere. <laughs> we are one society. Uh, we are facing problems that we all have. You can't separate yourself from the problems, and they have to be, they have to be tackled by society as a whole. So a divided country is a weak country. That's a great point and perfect note to end on. Sting, thank you so much for your time today and your music. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. It's a pleasure to talk to you too. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Studio, a production of iHeartRadio. For more episodes of Inside the Studio or other fantastic shows, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.